Okay, there we go. What are you waiting for? Do it! Triple M. Is it Christmas Day yet? No, but more of our favourite moments of 2015. Remember this guy? Give me some hot monkey love. And what was this about? Hi, could the owner of a blue Hyundai parked on level 6 please move their mother car? Super Jesus have been one of our favourite rubber bands this year. It's a quarter to two. All the girls are working on the avenue. And we spoke to Iron Maiden about their forthcoming Australian tour. We're uh, playing quite a few places. We want the full effect of the show to be really apparent. We've got a busker downstairs. He's going to give us a Christmas song. Don't they know it's Christmas time at all? And in Gazzo's Goss, the latest on the Motley Crue movie. I've always believed that it's a cross between Goodfellas and Boogie Nights. All about the greatest rock in town. It's The Rubber Room on Triple M. We're back in our normal studio tonight, Sammy X. I know, I can see you in everything. They put 16 new TV screens in here. There also seem to be more chairs in there. It's more chairs and TV screens. You know that pay rise you wanted? Has it gone into the chairs or the TV screens? You're looking at it. (laughs) Looks good though. So it's Christmas Eve Eve. Madness out there too. Madness. I went into the mall today to do some shopping. That was the stupidest idea ever. People just frenzied. They looked that crazed look on their face. Get out of the way! I've got to get a last-minute present. Let's look back at our best stuff from... Well, when I say our best stuff from 2015, stuff that we managed to get away with that's passable and maybe one day we won't have to ask for forgiveness for. My favourite moment of 2015 was, without a doubt, going to an estate agent because they will do anything to sell property right now. But I wanted to find out how far they would go. So I had the hidden microphone, I put it down, I spoke to a guy, nice guy too. Let's see how far he would go in order to sell the house. So it's a pretty old house. This yeah, is I think it's like 1940s. 1940s, 1940s really? yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how much is this? This one's 650. 650? Yeah, yeah. It's, right. it's a great price for a beautiful two bedroom like this. Yeah. And these, um, so these walls are pretty thick anyway. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, you know, old house comes with the territory, yeah. I think. Is this um, the main bedroom here? Yep, master bedroom. Right. Lovely so, window. So the kids' bedroom is down the hallway, right? Yep, that's down the hall and to the left. This would be the main bedroom. Yeah, right? this is where you would be. Right, okay. Um, do you, you're a married man, aren't Yeah, you? yeah, I've got ma- I'm married, yeah. yeah. Do you have kids? Yeah, a couple of kids. Right. Um, the reason I asked is, um, to be perfectly honest with you, when my wife and I um, make love... Okay, yeah. Um, she's sort of quite noisy and I want to just make sure that the kids don't actually hear it down the hallway if you know what I mean. Oh, it's okay. Yeah. Um, would, would you mind if yeah. I'll just put my bag down. Um, if I just went down the hallway, uh, I just want to make sure the kids can't hear if, you know, we're... Yeah, I can sing out. Would you mind moaning a little bit? <laughs> like moaning? Moaning, yeah. Right, okay. Yep. Is that, is that like, oh, like that. Yeah. Hang on, I'll just, I'm going to go down the hallway into the other room. I just want to make sure I can't hear you, okay? Okay. Are you doing it? Uh, no, but I can now. Oh! 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 Were you, were you doing it? Yeah, I was. I was. Did you oh, hear it? You couldn't no, hear it? That's quite, these yeah, quite thick. Did you yell out, um, who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Yeah, oh my god. Out, who, really? Your, yeah, who's your daddy? Yeah, I'm going to go in the other room, okay? Okay. Who's your daddy? 
Who's your daddy? Can you do a bit louder? Who's your daddy? Give it to me, big daddy. Oh, no. Give it to me, big daddy. What? Give it to me, big daddy. Give me some hot monkey love. Oh, my God. Give me some hot monkey love. A bit louder? Give me some hot monkey love. Yeah, you're right. That was quite... Um... Yeah, so you didn't hear that? No, no, that's quite... You're right. That's good. Quite, yeah. This is available when? Uh, now. Oh, okay. And 650? Yeah, 650. Yeah, it's a good house. And there's parking at the back. Yeah, yeah. parking at the back. Um, you know, you can see from the front, beautiful street appeal. And, uh, you know, got everything you want. <clears throat> so you know how it's Christmas at the moment and everybody is stressed out and you're thinking Christmas comes but once a year, fortunately. Not for this next guy who we found on the newspaper. Andy's on the phone. He's in the UK. Tell everybody how often you celebrate Christmas. Yeah, I've been celebrating Christmas every single day for 23 years. <laughs> 23 years? 23 years. I've eaten a Christmas dinner every day. I watch the Queen's speech at three. Everything you do Christmas day, I do every day. Oh, I've got loads of questions, but here's one. Do you take the Queen's Christmas broadcast every year and then run it, or do you just watch the same one? No, I record every speech, what she delivers every Christmas at three o'clock, and I keep that I watch it every single day. Right. And um, I'll tell you what, it gets better. Is there a Mrs. Andy that celebrates Christmas with you as well? Her name's Regina, and she's gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. How does she feel about it being Christmas every day? She loves a little Christmas present there again, and she's absolutely fine with it. What about, what's for lunch today, uh-huh. Andy? Oh, turkey again. No, I've got a brand new fresh turkey, new spuds, carrots, roast potatoes, you name it, it's all there. How much money does this cost you to do every year? Well, since 1993, 94. I've honestly spent two million quid. Are you a millionaire in the first place or did you win Lotto? No, I've just been careful with my money. I went mad in, in my early years, saved up lots of money, and I'm a, an electrician, so I do earn quite well. So last Christmas I gave you my heart, that was yesterday. That was a wow, wasn't it? George Michael. <laughs> On the 364th day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. Absolutely. What a great idea. I'll, I'll bear that one in mind. Hey, Andy, Merry Christmas for yesterday, today, and in case I don't speak to you, tomorrow. And the same to you, and God bless you all in Australia. There you go, a man who celebrates Christmas every day and has done for the past 23 years, and it's cost him $2 million so far. (laughs) Why not? How are you, Andrew? Oh, I'm over to my way out from work. Luckily, I was working late today because, mate, last I heard of you was a few years ago. Oh, you had a text-in line. I used to text-in jokes and stuff, and it was good fun. And uh, all of a sudden, you just disappeared, and I'm working late tonight and heard you on the radio. I'm, like, f***ing cheering. I vaguely heard you on another radio station. Oh, was it Mix or something? Oh, I can't remember. Yeah, I needed to do some work. I didn't have a job, and I got some weekend stuff where I had to go. And that's the new one for Taylor Swift and coming up next, Rihanna. But I kept getting the names of everybody wrong. I called David Guetta, David Guetta, and I thought it was Oily Mars, and the program director was furious. <laughs> yeah, man. Anyway, I'm just f***ing glad that I was working late, so I heard you. Glad I can listen to you again. But I'm glad I've got that beat button ready to go at any stage you want to ring me. I remember this, the text stuff being... We had a device that allowed us to convert text to voice. Let me see if I can find one, and I'll play it for the people. Yeah, do it, man. Do it. Here it is. I found it. So this was uh, back in, what, 2010? People would text in something, and then I converted it to voice so that we could, you know, like, it was like a confession thing. Dad, it wasn't a car that drove into your new Ford Focus. It was me who reversed into another car. Sorry. But I did say I needed to practice my reverse parking. Love, Sarah. I see that was fair enough. Gig guide for tonight. Your name's not Dan. You're not coming in.
Not tonight. You're not on the list. Tonight in Melbourne, the Black Harrys at the Evelyn, Indented Head at the Grace Darling Hotel, Atomic Riot at the Cherry Bar, and Davy Lane at the Gasometer Hotel. And in Sydney tonight, the Flame Fields at Frankie's, Avoid Island at Newtown Social Club, and Slumberjack at the Beach Road Hotel. That was your gig guide. I'm Sammy X. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> really? Gazzo with details about, about the uh, the new Motley Crew movie, um, in which you can go and see, of course, when you finish seeing Star Wars. You know, I've never seen a Star Wars film. I've not seen one film ever you, in my life. You've just gone up in my estimation. Thank you. Thanks. No, right. I, honestly, hand on heart, I've never, because when, my mum and dad never took me when the first Star Wars came out, and Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. I just, they just never took me. And I used to go to McDonald's, and I used to get all the things that McDonald's used to do, the partnership stuff, like the Jedi Cup and yep. all the cool toys and stuff, but I had no idea what any of it meant. You know what puts me off a little bit about this Motley Crue film? What? It's being directed by the guy that did Jackass Presents Bad Grandpa. Oh, that, that was actually a really great film. That is a really funny film. Really? Jeff Tremaine. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. He's actually, uh, that, that movie is absolute gold. Was Will Ferrell in it? No. Oh, I thought Will Ferrell was in every movie that was bad. Bad Grandpa is not bad. It oh. is really good. You know, Tommy Lee and uh, Nikki Six said last year that they read the script with Tremaine, yeah. and they were pretty impressed. They've okayed it. They've green-lighted it. So if they didn't okay it, yeah. Alrighty, here's Nikki Six from Motley Crue talking about the film. The script has gone through a few changes, so now we can sort of organise it and get it to where we want it. I've always believed that it's a cross between Goodfellas and maybe Boogie Nights. Not high, high end. I don't believe that any known actors would probably be great for the film. It would be an honor to have some known actors, but I kind of look at it and I think who could really deliver an individual like McMars or Tommy or Vince or myself. It might be easier for a fan to absorb the story and not be looking at an actor. Apparently there's going to be a role for Ozzy Osbourne in this as well. And I was talking to Ozzy Osbourne and I said, who did you want to play you in a movie? And he said Denzel Washington. Well, it won't include any big stars acting as Motley Crue, that's for sure. What's coming up next hour? The Cult. There's a lyric video for a new song called Deeply Ordered Chaos. Good, okay, I'm looking forward to hearing that. Maybe we'll have a little sing-along as well. I'm a bit disappointed by the fact that we don't have Soundwave next year, but I am very excited for what 2016 has to offer because we've got already, you know, some pretty established bands who'll be coming. We've got Noel Gallagher with the High Flying Birds, who we're working really hard on getting into the rubber room as our rubber band. Also, of course, there are new albums from Metallica and Nine Inch Nails. So new albums means tours. Can't wait for that. Hopefully something will be announced next year. And then, of course, for old guys like me, they've got our dirty old leather jackets. We can put them on for... Black Sabbath, that's going to be fantastic. And these guys as well, Iron Maiden. I spoke to Bruce Dickinson a couple of months ago. What you have in Number of the Beast is is the sort of the musical equivalent. You don't sort of walk out of the studio and think, wow, we've just made history. You don't think like that. We're releasing a record. That's incredible, isn't it? The physical stuff that we're shifting as well is remarkable. We're going to see you back in Australia, which will be the first time since, by my reckoning, 2011, I think. Is that right? Correct, yeah, yeah. We're uh, playing quite a few places. We want the full effect of the show to be really apparent. And you're able to, I imagine, bring more stage material with you as well, because the latest plane is the Boeing 747-400, which, pardon my ignorance, because I just sit in there and put on the seatbelt and ask for a drink. But this is bigger than the previous one. Does that mean that you had to uh, upgrade your license? Well, I will have to, yeah. Uh, As close as possible to the actual um, arrival of the airplane. 
uh, that's when I'll be uh, doing my training because you don't want to be leaving it for months yeah. you know, after you leave the simulator before you actually go and fly the real beast. You've got the ability now to bring over 12 tonnes of equipment with you. What will the stage show look like when you get to Australia? We're really trying to think outside the box in terms of reinventing our show right. without losing the theatricality of it. I mean, we had a big discussion as to whether or not we should be using the big kind of screens behind the stage that everybody uses now. And we, we just went, you know what? No, not for us. Okay. What happens is people end up watching TV all night. Thank you so much for your time. Cheers. Thanks. Here's what I'm thinking, Sammy X. Iron Maiden next year. We get a whole bunch of us. We stick in our old dirty leather jackets. We go to the pub beforehand. A couple of, have a couple of jugs of beer. And then we'll all troop down to see Iron Maiden live together. Are you in? I'm in, definitely. Brilliant. All right. Dust your leather jacket. In fact, no, don't dust your leather jacket on. Oh, leave, leave the dust on. Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters, one of our guests, presenters in the 2015 Rockies. And we'll do that New Year's Eve. If you're a Triple M Music Jura and you voted, you go in the running to win yourself a Marshall and Bartridge. And also, you'll hear the greatest radio award show in the history of all mankind on New Year's Eve from 6 on Triple M. They just did a study to find out and found out that profanity, people that actually use profanity, have larger, more developed vocabularies than people who don't use swear words. And they went on to ask people to share the worst insults they knew had heard or had used without uh, using profanity and the kind of thing that can cut a man to pieces in a matter of seconds. And these are some of my favourites. Do you realise that people just tolerate you? Anyone who ever loved you was wrong. If you were any more inbred, you'd be a sandwich. I don't know why everybody talks about you behind your back. And I thought I'd share a couple with you that people have actually used on me and cut me down to size, which isn't very big. Somebody said to me once, what is it with you and failure? And my favourite was someone once saying to me, I thought all alcoholics were meant to be anonymous, Phil. So what's the best insult that you've ever used on someone or someone's used on you that doesn't contain profanity that you can share with me now? So the study said that people who use profanity actually tend to have larger, more developed vocabularies than people who don't use swear words, and they also ask people to share with them their best insults that don't contain profanity. Which brings us to this. How are you, John? Oh, marvellous, Phil. Yourself? Good to talk to you. What was it? You used to call a lad that I uh, used to work with uh, Pothole, and he asked me why. Yeah? Well, I said everybody, everybody wants to avoid you. But in the nicest possible way. In the nicest possible way. They don't want to damage themselves. <laughs> how are you, Tex? All right, mate. How are you? What was it? Playing footy a couple of years ago, and there was a bit of biff on the field, and one of the blokes yelled to another one, I'll belt you, mate. And the other one said to him, oh, mate, you couldn't belt pants. <laughs> Which I thought was pretty clever. How are you, Paul? There you go. What was the insult? Oh, I was going out with a shearler. Yeah. And then I caught her playing up. Yeah. And she tried to give me a Christmas card about two days ago. So that was her and insult then, to you, breaking up with you and then giving you a Christmas card. Yeah. Well, I think that's pretty creative. Anybody got any more? How are you, Matt? Yeah, good, thanks, Phil. How are you? All right, mate, what do you got? It's a short and sweet. Uh, there's a village somewhere missing its idiot. <laughs> I can explain it to you, but I can't understand it for you. Ah, yes, that's very good. How are you, Matt? All right, how are you, Phil? What's the insult? Uh, my old man used to call me Opium. Opium? Yeah. Because you were a dope? A slow-working dope, yeah. <laughs> how are you, Gary? Yeah, I'm fantastic. Thanks, Fugly Phil. How are you guys tonight? Good to talk to you. What's your insult? So, having a crap at my father-in-law's place many years ago, where I came out, he said, well, that'd be the best part of you gone, wouldn't it? 
<laughs> Did you say to him, yeah, but I was thinking of you at the time? I've had a fair run since then. I've, I've used it on uh, plenty of occasions. I'm sure you have. That's the great thing about being a dad. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> Dave, what do you got? Not bad, mate. What is it? Well, I worked with a bloke and he wasn't that hydrated. One Christmas, you know, we uh, wrapped up a bar of soap and gave it to him for as a Christmas present. You know, just a bit of a hint. My boss, once upon a time, gave a Christmas Kringle to somebody worked with who was growing a goatee but not doing it very well and he opened it up inside was a razor blade and the message shave that shit off <laughs> hey Dan how are you I've got a pretty good one musically themed too yeah, um, I like to say they have a face like a Cannibal Corpse song or <laughs> Cannibal Corpse lyric <laughs> was it a hammer smash face yeah <laughs> hey do you know what that is Jim Carrey's favourite song I know. They had them play on uh, H. Ventura Pet Detective. Exactly. Hey, if you hang on for a sec, I'll go and find the audio of Jim Carrey singing Cannibal Corpse to me, all right? No. Damien, what's the insult? Um, I've actually got three. There's actually insult or injury nickname, <laughs> which I believe once you take them, the first okay. one would be actually squatter, which is my football nickname, so up and under, I guess, or squatting on the ground. Yeah. Whether they want to take it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Barjars was another one that I had through high school. Yeah. And um, the one I like the most is damage control, because I don't do things in half. Well, you know what? At least you weren't called ugly. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> hey, give me a sec. I'll see if I can find this Jim Carrey interview where I asked him to do Hammer Smash Face by Cannibal Corpse, and he did it, and it's hilarious. Give me a sec. I'll see if I can pick it up. So anyway, I was just talking a moment ago about how, and we were just trading insults without using profanity, and um, we got to the topic of Jim Carrey doing Cannibal Corpse, and I did an interview with him, and you know, like, I'm a massive Jim Carrey fan. How could you not be? And he turned out to be, during the interview, one of the nicest people you could ever talk to. But I wanted to get a little bit of Cannibal Corpse out of him, and he did it for us. Is this ugly film? Jim Carrey as I live and breathe! I have heard you are hideous to behold. Asking for a verse of uh, Hammer Smashed Face by Cannibal Corpse, if you don't mind. <laughs> Would that be okay? okay here, here we go, you ready? Yeah, go on. <laughs> It's terrible profanity, but you don't have to bleep it. Jim Carrey, thank you so much. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Phil. Wow, what a legend. Hey, Gazzo, some new stuff from the cult. Official lyric video. I love a good lyric video. Yeah, me too. You can sing along while you're watching it's it on YouTube. It's karaoke on yeah. YouTube. They've got their 10th studio album coming out, Hidden City. That's out next year, February 5. Follow-up to 2012's Choice of Weapon. Of course, Billy Duffy and Asprey back together again. Bob Brilliant. Rock at the helm oh. is producing. So you know, because, you know, Bob Rock, Metallica, Motley oh, yeah. Crue, yeah. Uh, you know it's going to be good. Let's have a listen to Deeply Ordered Chaos. I'm a Deeply ordered chaos, I don't know what I'm gonna do Seems like everything is bad, my life is in the stew It's chaos Pink Floyd, who gave us a couple of great highlights at the Rubber Room this year Were you there the night we played Dark Side of the Moon off vinyl in its entirety? What a great night that was, gonna do something like that again in 2016 And we had a chat with Roger Waters as well about the concert movie for The Wall I used to have this dream 
I'd murdered somebody. What an amazing piece of work the wall was. And now with the soundtrack and the new feature film coming out, when you reflect on it, was it a difficult album to make? Well, you know, the making of the record started with, with me having a, an epiphany, as is well known, in 1977 at an animals concert in Montreal where I got very upset with the audience and spat at somebody. And that, that was a, a bit of an eye-opener. And I thought to myself, what the f*** am I doing? There's something going on here that I don't quite understand and that I need to understand. And so I drew the picture of the wall on, a, on the back of an envelope and went, that would be a good idea to express this alienation I feel from the audience physically by building a wall across the front of the stage while, while the Pink Floyds are playing and then we would be walled off and that would be the end of the show, which was a rather radical idea. But I took that home with me and then I, you know, I sat in a room on my own and wrote half a dozen key pieces and took it to the band and said, hey, what do you think? And, and they liked it. And so we proceeded from there. And I got hold of uh, Bob Ezrin to act as co-producer. And we started to make the record in, in and amongst moving off to France because we were skint and uh, a few other things. Hey, Nathan King, thanks for the Rubber Room Facebook message you sent us too, by the way. Tomorrow night on the Rubber Room, we'll have our Christmas video featuring the cast and crew of the Rubber Room and also our... Uh, Christmas band playing live downstairs, the rubber band, Tequila Mockingbird, giving us some Christmas songs and dressed in their saucy Santa outfits as well. I added that last bit because I thought it was very important for the video element. All right, let's get our uh, news item of the day from our Rubber Room US correspondent, Biff. A man was allegedly smoking weed when he realized he was out of rolling papers. So he called 911 looking for more. 911 doesn't deliver rolling papers. This happened in Waynesboro, Virginia, where the police say that a 24-year-old fella named Kyle Head called 911. He asked the dispatch if they'd be good enough to bring him over some rolling papers. Now, whenever someone says something that nuts, they send an officer to check on them. The police arrive where Mr. Head was and say he was in a disoriented state and had weed in his ear. <laughs> the officers are saying during their chat with Head that he said he thought he was talking to a friend and not 911 when he asked for the papers. Head is being charged with a misdemeanor of marijuana possession, which is a much lighter problem than being pointed out for misuse of 911. It's even harder to get rolling papers delivered in jail. Thank you, uh, US Rubber Room correspondent Biff. Two things I like about that. One, the cops turned up and he had marijuana in his ear. And secondly, the guy's surname was Head. Another one of the highlights for me of the year, although really it should have been a low light, was there's so much profanity around this radio station, especially the girls. People like Sammy X and Gazzo. Don't deny it. Just swear it all the time. You wouldn't be able to get away with that in a normal office. I haven't, I, I haven't sworn. See, you wanted to swear at me there for accusing you of swearing. Yeah, I wanted to, but I didn't. So what they decided to do was put a swear box in the building whereby a swear jar, whereby people swore you put the money in a jar by way of punishment, which seemed like a great idea until then somebody said, and we'll use the money that we get in the swear jar and we'll go to the pub on Friday Arvo and it'll give us money for drinks. Of course, that was open slather from that point on. It's one o'clock. G'day, Gary here with the Triple M News. The latest opinion polls are looking good for Prime Minister Malcolm f***ing Turnbull with an 81-point lead. Triple M's counting down the best rock songs of all time with thanks to your votes, you mother <laughs> Hey, this is Crazy Pete on the street in the Triple M Rock Patrols with loads of free s***. <laughs>
Hi, could the owner of a blue Hyundai parked on level six please move their mother car? <laughs> Getting to the bottom of all the big stories. Tonight, the latest on the cricket on what is shaping as the most boring f***ing game of all time. Yeah. However, gee, we had a great Christmas party with all the money we made. We may find this a bit disturbing. He held me.